show, The Breakfast Club. What the hell is this, man? The Breakfast Club, bitches. I'm glad they put y'all together. Y'all are like a mega force. Y'all just took over every... Wake your punk ass up. This Chris Brown. I've officially joined The Breakfast Club. Say something, mother... I'm with it. The world's most dangerous morning show. Breakfast Club, bitches. <laughs> your time to get it off your chest whether you're mad or blessed so you better have the same energy we want to hear from you on the breakfast club hello who's this this is ashley how are you guys this morning good morning hey, morning ashley. ashley i'm calling from dayton ohio how are you guys we are we blessed great. black and highly favored well i'm black how you Indian doing dominican i'm black too. you are so extra so everybody's black on the panel <laughs> that is not true on we, the panel so we're all black what's up mm-hmm. ashley Okay, so my thing is, okay, so I've been dealing with a guy for close to eight years, right? And it's all good, but my thing with is he doesn't want to, like, he keeps saying that I'm wifey. You know that term, like, wifey, right? Oh, so my yes. thing is, like, that has, that has to come with something more than words. So, like, what's too long to wait when you're when you're dealing with a guy before you cut it off if it's not marriage? How you know old are you? Like, if you? I'm 32. And y'all been dating for well, eight how- years? How, yeah, it's been eight yeah. years. So what is it that you want? Because it's really more about if you guys are matching up as far as your future together. What does he want and what does you? What do you want? Clearly she want to be the wife. We share, we, we share a son, okay? So we co-parent pretty good, right? And um, I don't know. To me, I, I just think that he's pushing it back. Like, it, I feel like if you want something, you'll, you'll obtain it, right? And so I think it's excuses, like day after day, like, oh, it's not, it's not this, it's that. I, I do want to marry you. We're gonna get there soon, you know. Just well, give me let, a minute, let, but I'm like, let me give you a little hope. Uh, me and my wife been together, oh boy, since 1998. So whatever the math is, I don't know, 21, 22 years. But we've been married five. Okay. That's all I got for you. <laughs> so if you, if, if if you, you know, want to wait that long, just stay down. Y'all already share a right. son, as you said. Right. <laughs> you make it sound like it's an right. Airbnb. Well, good luck, mama. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all I got for you. I share a son. We share a son. Hello, who's this? This Cliff. Calling from the Bull City. Cliff, what up, man? Get off your What's chest. What's the Bull City? What's going on? It's out here in Durham, North Carolina. Raleigh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got you. Hey, can I shout out my wife right quick? I just want to um, shout my wife, Sheena, out. She just um, had our baby girl on um, October 22nd. My beautiful wife, um, strongest woman I know, man. Shout her my, my two boys, Elijah and um, Isaiah out. Y'all have a blessed day. Yes, sir. Hello, who's this? Hi, my name is Makaya. I'm from the 317 Indianapolis. What's hey, up, Mama? Get off your chest. I was calling to have a question for Angela. So, how do you feel about a guy saying that you can't wear some type of dress? Like, a guy that's your boyfriend saying you can't wear some type of dress or some kind of outfit. Because he doesn't like you in it, but he likes pictures of girls on Instagram in the same outfit. Well, first of all, um, he can't tell you what you can and can't wear. That's completely up to you. So let's get that straight first and foremost. And that's a, a silly reason. Now, he could not like something that you wear, and he can express himself in that way, but he can't tell you you can't wear it. So now it's up to you how you react to that. Do you say, okay, I'm going to do what I want to do and make this uh, stand that I'm going to take so you don't try this in the future? Or do you say, okay, let me listen to what he's saying and see if there's a valid reason that he feels that way, and then we can discuss it. It's up to you. Okay. Well, what if it's like uh, he doesn't like it because he doesn't want other... Like, what if you wear it while you're with him? Mm-hmm. Like, it's a dress with a slit in it, but he doesn't like the slit. 
I mean, with him going out. It's, there's nothing he could really do about it. It's not really on him. Uh, he should think that you're his girl and you're, you know, uh, you know how to dress and you look cute. I don't think that um, he can tell you what to wear and what not to wear. That's all. I What's he going to do? Take you home and say we're not going out anymore? <laughs> do you ever tell him how to dress? Uh, no, not really. It's just like... I don't know. It's really weird to me. And we had this discussion like the other day because I wanted to wear a dress. And he was like, I don't want anybody else to see you in it. But well, tell him to buy you. Like, in pictures with girls in short shorts and shit. And I'm like, is that because of me or like what? Well, tell him to buy you some clothes that he likes then. Have a good one, mama. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Jay. Hey, Jay, get it off your chest. Hey, hey, good morning, Angela. Good morning, DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God. What's, What's up, bro? Good morning. Now, Charlemagne, man, I got a bone to pick with you, man. Pick my bone. Man, matter of fact, it's about your bone, man. Why you be out here telling people that you got an average penis, man? That's a whole lie. Whoa. How do you know? How do you know I don't have an average penis, sir? <laughs> well, you be saying, I, I, don't, I don't know, but here's my thing. If you got, if you, if what you say is, because like, you talk about your penis size all the time, sir. It's, if it is... Tell, with that size that you say? Tell me my measurements. No, 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 no. Tell me my measurements, sir. Come on. Let me know that you listen. Tell me. Hey, man. Look, man, you be talking about, all I know is you be saying seven or something, man. That's all I hear. Seven inches, three-fourths, eight when it's warm out, about two and a half inches of girth, maybe three. Anything else you need to know? Now, that, no, no, no. That's true. That's a lie because the world average is about 5.5, sir. Why you be out here raising women's expectations? Oh, so you telling me I'm above average? Hey, man, I'm just telling you the facts, man. I appreciate you, King. I needed that, that boost of confidence this morning. Thank you, King. This sounds you know kind of weird, man. I appreciate man. that. No, it don't sound weird. That's the problem. Y'all think stuff like this is weird. Brothers no, can no, have these kind of... expectations, man. That's all I'm saying. You don't have girls thinking that seven-something is eight-something is average when that's not true. Sir, I don't care what girls, what girls think because black men don't cheat. I have a beautiful wife at home. Uh, and I, to me, it's average. Are you, are you, I don't know. Are you, are you? I've been hearing about... I've black man don't cheat. I was with my girl for about a year now, man. So I, I'm with you on that. Well, thank you for that confidence boost well, this morning, you, sir. I appreciate you thinking my penis size is above average. That's real. I'm just odd that he was thinking about it. But get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass this is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Little John. What's going on, DJ Envy? Charlamagne God, Angela Lee. You cannot be named after one of the most Yee. legendary hip-hop iconic figures ever, sir. And it's Angela Yee, bro. What's up? <laughs> hey, how y'all doing this morning? I want to give a shout-out to my daughter, Taisha Littlejohn. Man, stop. Oh, that's your real name. Your real last name is Little John. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I get it. She's graduating college. Okay. And uh, go follow on Instagram, Little John 4K. Hey, congratulations. Congratulations to you being a black man who raised a fine young daughter, sir. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right, have a good one, bro. Check her out, check her out on uh, YouTube, too, Little John 4K. All right, Little John. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? It's David. Yo, this Envy. David, what's up? Get it off your chest, bro. <laughs> Oh, shit. Oh, no cursing, bro. Envy, what up, man? What up, Charlemagne? Angela Yee? Peace, King. How you? Oh, man. Nah, I just want to get off my chest, man. Yo, I'm so excited right now, but... Nah, I got this racist manager, man. I work in a factory, man. He's a foreman. You know, and, and he's giving all the white heads, uh, white people, $2 raises. He's only giving us us $1 raises, man. I, wow. I don't know what to do, man. Driving me nuts, so... 
don't know. Is it really? Is it literally all the white people are getting two dollar raises? Yeah, like you know, we it's like we put in the work, you know, and uh, they they all go out fishing and all that. You know what I mean? They don't go out Sounds fishing. Like you might have a class action lawsuit. Why don't you? Did you go to Human Resources? And, and it, I don't even know. Can he go to Human Resources and complain? Is that where he goes? I don't know. No, I don't know. But y'all, all I want to know, all I want to say is, yo, I'm mad excited right now. Like I love y'all. You know what I mean? Y'all keep it real. You know, I listen to y'all at work. You know, YouTube and all that. You know what I mean? Thank you, brother. Yeah, sorry we couldn't help you with, um, you know, firing your foreman or getting at him. I don't know. Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up? This is Nikki. Nikki, what's up? Get it off your chest, Nikki. I'm so upset that I didn't know there was a detour on my way to work and I had to drive all the way around to get to a place that was, like, right there. Don't you hate when that happens? I absolutely hate it. <laughs> and then you running a little late now because the detour got you off 10 minutes and that 10 minutes meant everything to you? Well, I leave real early, so I, I wasn't late. I'm, oh, I, I that just happens to me. Create a buffer for that. <laughs> all right, thank you, Mama. Me too. Hello, who's this? Marquita. Hey, Marquita, get it off your chest. Okay, is Charlamagne there? Yes, ma'am, I'm here. I feel like you should be able to pre-record the yo-yo-yos in the morning. I think so, too. I feel like it should happen. I mean, if the contract says 605, then it is what it is. Exactly. No, he can't do that. <laughs> hey, sorry. Like, why, why not? Because it's feeling. It's feeling. Today should have been a, a cold yo-yo-yo-yo-yo. Tomorrow should have been a, a, a this yo-yo. Like, you have different feelings, different expressions. We don't just want to hear the same yo-yo-yo every not, day. Not really. Yeah. The yo-yo-yo is what you make it. Right. And then we can say it with them. So I feel like he should pre-record them. I think I'm going to do that for you, boo. Goodbye. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Don't up on Marquita like that. Hello? This is Ben. Hello? Good morning. 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 What's up, Ben? Get morning. Your yo, why are you guys playing the... Like the Vito song and the Afrobeat song, like it's the only African song in the world. You don't I, like that song? Well, I don't know why Envy keep playing that same song over and over. I don't all this other Afrobeat music more, out here. There are more African songs like Sankodier from Ghana, like all this other African songs. But you guys play like that three African. It's like when you, when you show up to like a, a like a, a party and then they're like, oh, you you're a black person, so you must like fried chicken. Well, listen, here's the thing. You know, uh, radio, <laughs> we, we treat the African artists the same way we treat the American artists. We play the same American songs over and over. We play the same African songs Yeah, there's no difference. Yeah, bro, come on. It's just like you guys. Like, oh, Jumbaya. Jumbaya. Yeah, like, come on, man. There's some good songs from Ghana. Like, you know, good artists from Ghana. Soccer, they, they do just one BET award. Yeah, but. Oh, you know about Burner Boy? Yeah, Burner, Burner, Burner Boy is okay. We like, have Burner Boy up here. You talking about somebody else. Shot the, shot the wallet from Ghana. Come on, man. Bro, 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 we don't pick the, the records. That's that, a lie. And he picks all the Stop music. Stop it, man. People believe it. They believe that. The they believe my hair fake. Stop it. It's the truth. Goodbye, sir. We, 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 you have a great weekend. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Yamanika yes. Saunders. Welcome Hi. back. Hi. Thanks for having me back. Good to see you. She was early today. Yes. She wasn't on rap all this time. No. She was an hour and a half early. Why yes. were you so early? I was early because I'm trying to change the narrative about big women being late and lazy. <laughs> what? You understand? Like, <laughs> so you, a big woman. No, because you know what it is? <laughs> People say, what's your thing? Is black men don't cheat? Yes, indeed. Okay. Well, fat bitches don't eat then. If we telling lies, let's tell them all. Who don't, who don't cheat? I'm playing. <laughs> you said who don't cheat. 
<laughs> Listen, black men don't cheat. We're changing the narrative. Okay, okay you're changing. She's well, changing I'm changing the narrative about big bitches. We right. don't eat. We just got this way because God wants us to be flumpy and lumpy. I do. You're not like that big, Yamanika. Stop. I am very curvy in all the right places. Yeah, I you have, got big bosoms. Yes, heavy breasts, heavy thighs. I, but, you know, I cannot deny that I have a gut. Anytime a man has to lift up the hood to get in there, you know you a big girl. So. <laughs> well, I love the outfit. Thank I you. I was telling you, I love the colors. Yes, <laughs> taste the rainbow. Hold on, speaking of tasting the rainbow, how do they lift up the hood? What do they do? Like, do they actually grab your stomach and Don't pull act up? like you ain't been with no big bitch before. You know what to do. Come on now. Pull you know that what Facebook to do. picture. I, I mean, one time. I did. One time. Yeah. Did, you have, did you have to lift the hood? Nah. She laid on the floor. And, and, and the on the floor. The thing about bed. big women is women are big women are more flexible than people think. Yes, I am very flexible. Yes. But if you didn't have to lift up the hood on a big woman, that's because she was doing a somersault while you was trying to get <laughs> her out. And then everything just fell down. You understand what, what, what I'm saying? What kind of guys do you like, body frame Wait, wait. Wise? You didn't put her on the bed? You put her on the floor? <laughs> nah, it was a quickie. Cause I, I, we were trying to do it before her father came back home. It was way back in the day. Oh, okay. Yeah, I had did a weekend in jail, and I was just horny. Her okay. Name, her name was, um, she used to call herself Big Big Nasty. Like, you know how she used to have an airbrush on the front of her Honda? So I was like, let me walk, I can't. Let me walk I can't. up the street real quick and, and, and dip off into Big Nasty since I just spent this weekend in jail. <laughs> well, anyway, Yamanika, yes. back yes. to you. Thank what, you. What kind of body frame do you like when it comes to guys, though? Do you have a preference? Um, well, skinny guys normally like me. Mm-hmm. Short guys like me. Um, but I don't have a preference when it comes to guys. I am dealing with a nice, cute little 29-year-old right okay. now. Okay, Yamanika. Yes. What race is he? He's black. Okay. He's Haitian. That's even blacker, right? Okay. Yeah, he be putting little shit, you know, when he be making stews and stuff, I have to make sure it's like really a stew and not, Boo-hoo. you know, him trying to kill me. My but, goodness. you know. Have you posted him on the gram? I have posted him. I won't, I won't tag him. Why not? Have, you don't want the girls to see who he... I, you know, I don't know. Like, you know, just in case, I don't want to be out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mary J. Blige put my out there, and then I got to write a song about him because it didn't work out. <laughs> Look up Pierre. Let's see what Pierre looks like. He's very cute. His... Should I say his? No, I'm not. My lawyer's here, so I just she knows. I don't to keep see him. him. Where did you meet him? <laughs> I'm trying to see because co- he's a comic. I've, oh, I'll coming. show you later. Oh, he's a comic. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's cute. He's cute. He's, Is it Will uh, Sylvans? No, I wish it was. Will <laughs> would get my body right. You know, Will is all about health and raw food. We used to go to his boxer. Stuff. I we used love to train Will. With his boxer. Will is great. Will is great, but Will has a speech impediment. So also, <laughs> you don't know what the hell he's saying. So it's like you want to <laughs> me out, or you just what? Okay, but I love Will. Shout out to Will Savance. He is amazing. You gonna be at the Gramercy Theater this Friday, right? Yes, yeah. I'm gonna be at the Gramercy Theater. I'm doing a brand new hour. Hey, how yes. hard is that to do? Um, well, I had a lot of content um available. People don't understand like. As you know, I've been doing comedy for almost 20 years, even though I'm 12. And, um, you know, it's just sometimes it's hard to just get the spotlight on you to, you know, sort of raise up in the business. And mm-hmm. then people are like, oh, you some brand new comics. Like, no, I've been doing this for a long time. I have a lot of things to say. So when I did The Degenerates, which is out on Netflix, mm-hmm. that was all my sort of dirt, dirty, raw material. Mm-hmm. And then I just had my album come out, Damsel in Distress, which was sort of like you know, who Yamanika is and just wanting to be vulnerable and kidnapped and, you know... Why I don't you want to be all, kidnapped? I want to be kidnapped because I want to get kidnapped. I mean, why what? should all the other girls have fun? So you want somebody to grab you, throw you in the back of the truck? I just really, I want some... Uh, don't you know I do commentary on that? show. I know that's why I said it because me and you are both into that show. I'm I'm so into 90 Day Fiance, but I have to be I have to be real. Like no, don't another other country want me. You understand what I'm saying? What do you so mean? I couldn't do it the other way because I would just get their whole shit together and they ain't got time for that. Figure What's this out. What's your favorite couple from 90 Day Fiance? Um, 
I like Azin and um, because he doesn't like the girl Nicole. I think it's Azin and Nicole because okay. she he been trying to get her to lose weight. And let me just say this, ladies, if you with the man and he's like, I can fix you, leave that. Mm-hmm. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Young Monika Saunders. Yee. Yes, Young Monika. I remember I was laughing so hard. I seen you um, on stage for Donnell Rawlings show at Caroline's. Now you were supposed to go on later, but you went on early because you actually had to leave and go to another gig. Shout out to Donnell. I love him. Y'all be giving him such a hard time, who but is I that? love him. Donnell Rollins. I, I love don't him. Know who that and is. let me just he say this. Up for you? He opened up for you? <laughs> no, he did not oh. open up for me. I heard he still jokes. Donnell is a notorious fat shamer. Notorious. He's never yes, fat he shamed me. Yes, he is. He, Envy has a real estate partner yes. named Are Caesar. Are you getting ready to pull up? Oh, I, I saw I'm that about sure you. The one he that he said looked like. It. He started it. He I deleted said, it, But man. he did look like Big Pun, though. See? <laughs> Envy, I, oh, I adore man. you. I, I want to get a house from you whenever I can afford it. I want you to flip some shit. I don't see houses. But what is you flipping something? Ain't it houses? Okay. So what the <laughs> you doing? Okay, okay. Every time I see you doing something, you flipping a house in New Jersey or some shit like that. Are you doing this? I You're building? You're doing drywall? You houses? You're working at Monarchy on the weekends? I what thought I'm not a realtor. I'm trying to encourage people to buy homes and to create You should become a realtor. Okay, but I'm trying to figure out because then you got the home and you try to make money off the home and you making money off the home. Yes, ma'am. So you selling the homes. I'm selling rooms you, or apartments. Oh, oh, you doing? I'm keeping it. SROs. Yeah, I'm keeping it. So, oh, you the slumlord. I'm not the slumlord. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Rooms. <laughs> I'm selling apartments. Okay, now it's apartments. You said rooms. It's apartments. It's like four family units, so oh. I sell units. One oh, you unit, got four families worth of living under one roof? Oh, oh, my, oh my God. Does the government know? <laughs> anyway, I want one of the homes. I, I don't care what it is. Give me a family. I don't have one. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm not selling family either. people to buy homes and to invest in themselves so they can always have property instead of continue to rent. By investing in you and get put money no, in your pocket. No, 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 no. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Let's not act like you not making money. I'm just to the point, I'm you making money, right? I'm trying to encourage people to invest. <laughs> okay. She said, are you making no, money? not in me. I'm bringing, you bringing credit money. repair people. Okay. Lenders. Lenders. Agents. Check cashers. Attorneys. Attorneys. So families. people know how to mm-hmm. do it the right way without getting got. But they got to get got by you before they don't get got by you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So get got by Envy. First of all, his teeth straight as hell, so tell me right now, oh. he getting money, okay? Man, you are okay? crazy. I'm still missing the same teeth I was missing when I came here. I need somebody to help me oh, make it. Oh, my God. I'm going to flip homes oh, now. Man. There's a the surrogate that I was going to get. I need you to help me get a family. You got the young boy now. He can shoot your club up. Well, I hope so, but it, you know, the club's getting about to close down. So, you yeah. want to have kids? I want to have kids, but I got to have them because now, because you know, when you get in your 40s, they start saying, well, you better hurry up and have a baby before mm-hmm. the baby handicap. And I'm like, damn. It's, it's like that. <laughs> that's an old school but thing. That ain't true but no it, more. But that's what they, t- they still telling women that. They have yeah. a, a I want to be- And I don't care if the baby
baby's handicapped because I have people in my family are handicapped. I would love that handicapped baby. Plus, it's going to come with a sticker. We can park wherever we want. So that oh baby, God. I need that baby. <laughs> Because I like to park up front. Costco, you know, they don't give you no bags. Dominique, you got to carry a box. It's Yamanika Saunders. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with The Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about our good friend Steve. He's the camera <laughs> guy at Revolt. Steve is the cameraman at Revolt. He's a little, uh, a little slump right now. Yeah, he, he hasn't had sex all year long. Mm-hmm. You know, he hasn't had sex since December, I, don't, I, I think it's been. And, you know, I don't want him to block his blessings right now. I just want to tell y'all who he is. Steve is about 42. He's about 42, right, Steve? No, he's not. No, he's oh, older, Steve. He's about 30. He's, he's in his 30s. That. I forget I white he's people 40, age yeah. terribly. Okay. <laughs> Steve is 32 years old. Uh, white male, a curmudgeon, but a nice guy. Okay. He has a dog. He, he plays the guitar. He has his own house. He has, no, it's not a house. It's a condo. It's a condo. <laughs> Off the beach. No furniture. All right. <laughs> okay. You got furniture, Steve? Well, you got to speak for yourself or I'm going to speak for you. So you You're good so far. All right. Uh, what kind of dog is it? Half Labradoodle, half... It's a doodle. Okay. A doodle. He's, he's recently divorced. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I don't know if it's like the after effects of that, the aftermath of that that's keeping him down. But I want to restore Steven's confidence. You know what I'm saying? I want Steven to know that there is some vagina out there for him. But he doesn't want just vagina. He wants love. But there's, there's a lot of people that's going through the same thing Steve is going through. Yeah. And, and we have uh, some people on the line. Let's talk to these people. Let's see if we can make a love connection this morning. Kanika? Yes. Hey. hey. Kan- now, Kanika, you totally relate to Steve? Steven and Kanika. That could be an amazing couple. No, Kanika. 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 What's up, right. to you? Hey, y'all. Y'all know. Hey, girl. <laughs> okay, so I can relate to Steve for the simple fact that I don't have so oh. I want my number to go up for like something mediocre. I want I want it to be spectacular. So maybe just you know what I mean. So Steve, is it maybe the same thing? Go- you don't want mediocre penis? I don't want mediocre penis. No, I want settle for that. I want I want it to be amazing when I you know my if my numbers don't go up, I want it to be amazing. What's your so, Instagram, like, Tanika? Oh, you know Neek. You. As in the letter U. Okay. K N O W. Hold on. U K N O W. N E A Q U E. N E A Q. Okay. Are you against? Are you against dating white guys? You from New Orleans? No, no, I'm open to. I'm open to. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't see color. I'm open to it. Okay. Now, Steve, I'm not gonna front from this little. Now she look a little small, picture cute. She, her, her page is private, so I can't see everything. But from this profile pic, Nick look like she all right. Nick, get me up, Steve. Steve, <laughs> Steve, Steve, all right, Steve, Steve. 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 Boy, Steve, if you don't get, but Steve, don't be <laughs> Steve. Marlene, all right, we're trying to get that. you some of that, but Marlene. don't be that. All right, Hello. hey, Marlene. Hello. How old are you, Marlene? My name is Marlene. How, how old are you? And write this Instagram down. Write you know Nick down. We got to write I'm all working. of these down. <laughs> write it down, Drum. I'm a lady, but can I first start off saying, Charlemagne, I love you. I love you too, baby. I love all. You have no idea. Now, how old are you? I love all you guys, but Charlemagne, I love you. I am an invalid, so. A what? An invalid. I'm an invalid. What is that? I what does that mean? I can't get out the house. Mm-hmm. I don't get out the house. Um, I can't walk. So you are my crutches. 
Oh, yeah, what? I love you in the morning, Charlemagne. You, I don't know. what. When you're not there, I don't even know what <laughs> it's, it's not about Charlemagne. It's about Steve. Hey, I love you too, baby. I'm, I'm married. Okay. Now, you sound perfect for Steve. Uh, and I'm old enough to be your grandmother. And, but I'm just letting you know. I don't, I'm don't. i not talking about sexual love. I'm talking about love. Oh, I love, love you too. Love for a young brother that just doing what he do and I'm proud of you. Well, thank you, baby. I'm here for you. I, I'll give you all the emotional love you need and I think my wife would understand. Steve needs the love, oh, too. Yeah. Now, now you thank said you said that you haven't had sex in three years? Bruh. No, I did. My husband got sick and I I love my husband. Mm-hmm. And I didn't care how long it took for him to get better. My knees could wait until he satisfied them. Did he get better? He got better for two years, and then he passed away. So, and during and all of this time, I still haven't had sex. It's been now about six years. Do you want to have sex? Right now, I think I'm just getting over this. Oh, got you, got you. So you're you're, you're, you're still you're, you're still grieving, and you're getting out of that yeah. grief stage. And then once you get out of that grief stage, you'll be ready to get your groove back just yeah, a little bit. We was together for thirty years. Mm. I understand. I understand. And and. You know, it it does take that time, you know. But oh yeah, I'm going back in there. Okay, okay, there we go. Okay. Hopefully, you, hopefully you find a, a a man that's not married that that's something like me. That's you know what I'm saying? What I'm looking for, but you I, I, and your wife know. Let her know. I'm not coming at you like that. I'm just coming at you as a black woman, proud of a black man. I appreciate you, baby. So you Thank you Steve, very bro. much. And I love you. I love, I, I love you, you more. You're my dude. I what love happened you. to Steve? This was about Steve. I know it is. But <laughs> That's all right. But you don't. Like, she okay. ain't interested in Steve. All right. All right. I'm, I'm not. I'm how, not. I'm how, interested how old are you, would you say? Would you say, well, I said like 55? No, I'm older than that. 70? I am 66 years old. 66. Okay. Charlamagne likes him that age, too, but... No, but th- I'm not going like that. I'm a married man, but I, 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 I do I do, I do, do love you, boo. I respect you. Do you feel sorry for Steve at all? Because he's not an invalid, and, and he can walk. And, <laughs> yes, and, I do. Yeah, nobody died in his life. At least you have you reasons. Go ahead and get that, dude. Oh, my goodness. You know, you, you're, you're very handsome, and... Steve is a handsome dude. You've seen Steve? Steve has no excuse not to get laid, though, right, Ma? No, he don't. I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, I don't see where no man have an excuse not to get laid. Exactly. You know, not just Steve, any man. You gotta be kind of a loser, right? When you like... Okay. Something's wrong with you. Something's got... Exactly. I feel you. This is not helping Steve. I feel you, baby. I feel you. Thank you, Mama. That's all. You know, come on now. You know, you're a man. Okay. Thank you, Mama. That's what a man is, Steve. Thank you. This is it. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. Do you have Charlemagne's books? Thank you, Charlemagne. Thank all you guys. You don't even know our names. Do you, have, do you have Charlemagne's books? I'm going to get your address. I'm going to mail you something, okay? Thank you. Hold on one yes. second. Steve, I just want you to know that she's an invalid who can't walk, whose husband died. She hasn't had sex in three years because of those reasons. And she feels sorry for you. 800-585-1051. You shame yourself, Steve. Our Steve, the camera guy, hasn't had sex in months. No, this is Revolt's months. camera guy. We're not claiming Steve. <laughs> Revolt. Our, our camera guy get laid. Right next. Right next. <laughs> <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Good morning. <laughs> The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. A whole legend. That's right. Uncle Snoop. Snoop Dogg. What Dog. do? What's happening in Breakfast Club? D-O-W-G, what's happening, my brother? Man, I'm slow motion with the potion, trying to get to the ocean. Uh, Snoop's still having fun. I did a pool party with Snoop <laughs> over the weekend. And I ain't seen Snoop. 50 Cent Tycoon Party. Yeah, 50 Cent Tycoon Party. I ain't seen Snoop have so much fun. He was in everybody's section. He was chasing <laughs> Trey Songs down with water guns, hitting Cassidy with water guns, wife and Lucci. He even made 50 Cent smoke. He didn't get Wendy Williams he in the party, though. He got 50 to smoke? I, that's, I didn't have that much plug. <laughs> <laughs> but I was able to get a picture with her at the entrance of the party. <laughs> oh, so you took a picture and then left her outside the party? When was I posted? <laughs> wow, not even she's with me. <laughs> I was leaving. No plus one. Oh, that, see, I was trying to figure out. I was like, how did Snoop was already in? I told in? you that was on the way that's out. That's cold. I was, oh. I was the last rapper to leave. That was, that's what I found <laughs> out. Like, I'm having so much fun. I'm just partying. He said, you know, 50 left two hours ago. I'm like, I'm supposed to get out of here, cuz. I was driving cuz car, cuz. What's happening? And I had to figure out how to get out of there. So, did she ask you, like, yo, can you get me in? Nah, it wasn't even that conversation. wasn't even like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't even put one plus one together that her and 50 was not, like, cool. Mm-hmm. I was just on somebody, hey, how you doing, Wendy? Good to see you. Boom, bam, all right, I'm out. And then I seen on Instagram later, like, oh, 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 wow. Right. Oh, I my feel bad. like you know everything that's going on. <laughs> I could have slid her my yeah. little wristband. I had on like, yeah. If she had asked you to gave it to her, I gave it to her. Yeah. You know when you leave, you gonna give it to somebody. Here. You can have that. <laughs> it's, it's, my it's, my it's, it's all good. Tie it back up. <laughs> yeah, it feels so good money. to see you having so much fun like that, especially in New York. Because at one time, you it, it was just so much. It was tension, tension, tension and yeah. beef. Just to, I mean, if y'all would have seen Stu, it just it just made me smile because he's running from section to section, no security. You were just having a good time. So how does it feel that's, to be able to just that's the love enjoy I'm life? getting? Is they they giving me that? You know, when you when you when you wasn't getting it, you wasn't out like that. But if you getting it and you feeling it, you got to go give it back. And I felt like New York always loved me. I just felt like it was a miscommunication and a misunderstanding at a certain point. But I always maintained my understanding with them because I stayed in their face and I gave it to them and I told them how I felt about certain situations and they respected that. So now that I'm able to become a grown man and really look at the the rap game for what it's worth, I can come have fun with my nephews and party like the cool uncle that shows up and be like, man, my uncle is here. Man, you know my uncle the one live with my grandmama in the garage. Oh, he's got the good weed? Yeah, got the cologne, <laughs> got the CDs. Him, he here. What else is great is that you also have no issues with anybody. Mm-mm. And you have the song Let Bygones Be Bygones, which yes. we talked about up here on The Breakfast Club. And even a song like One Blood, One Cuz, just having peace around you and serenity and having let all these things from the past go and people were shocked when they heard you say me and Shug is cool you know they're like wow how could you be cool after everything that y'all went through but you explained it very well I wasn't meant to clash with him we came out together mm-hmm. it's just it's like brothers like sometimes you and your brother your sister y'all get into it and you be mad for a little bit but it's like man that's my brother man you know even if you was wrong or he was wrong it becomes a place in your heart where you like I need to forgive him and I need to forgive myself, even if I wasn't wrong. Now, did you come to that conclusion about forgiveness when you was working on your gospel album? I think that helped me, like, shape my vision and shape what I'm here for. Because mm. the gospel record was something that just came to me overnight. Like, my grandmother had passed away, and I was like, she always loved gospel music, and she could never listen to any of my songs. So I was like, man, I feel bad that my grandmama got a famous grandson, and she can't quote none of my songs or none of that. And I'm like, I got to do something for her. So when I did it, it like it tapped into my whole love thing with like this is who I am. Like I always been cool and the life of the party and Snoop Dogg is like cool with everybody. He ain't like got no issues. And if it is an issue, you call me to end the issue. So now I'm taking on the role of this is what I'm supposed to do all the time. I want to thank me as the twentieth album. 
When you said that in your acceptance speech, did you know beforehand you was going to name your album that? No, nah, I didn't even know I was going to say that in the speech. Mm -hmm. I was, uh, I had nothing prepared. Um, Dr. Dre, Quincy Jones, when they spoke, it was touching to me because it's like I'm still a little a kid inside. I'm still mm -hmm. a fan of hip-hop and a fan of what I do, and I can't believe I've done so much and to see them up there speaking for me. So now it's my turn to speak. I'm very unprepared, but I'm a great freestyler. So it's like, you know what? I'm just going to put something together from my heart. And by the time I got to the end, it was like, I didn't thank everybody in my life except me. Mm. Like, and I feel like I deserve some of this credit too, not being selfish, but being self-respective of myself and loving myself and appreciating what I do so that way I won't have a crisis or be feeling like I need somebody's confirmation in order to keep moving. So it was in that moment you realized I got to start thinking myself? I think that's probably what happened because, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're when doing what you're doing, you don't really never get caught up with what you're doing. I was explaining this to one of my little homies. He was like, man, you done done this and done that. I'm like, man, check it out, cuz. How could I watch my highlights when I got a game to play tomorrow? Mm -hmm. I don't know what I done because I'm so busy trying to do something else. Mm -hmm. When I'm on stage now, just to give y'all a game, I got a teleprompter up there because I don't even remember half the I said, like, <laughs> I mean, you, you like, 20 you albums been, in. You've been high for a long time, Snoop. Like, I need help. Like, I don't want to be up there not knowing my words and shit. So it's like, I'm looking down. And, okay, there, I got that line. All right, I'm back on the <laughs> Like, I'm on the news with this shit, You know what I'm saying? So new records or old records? Old records, Charlemagne. So Quit like Jimmy Juice? You don't know Jimmy Juice? I know that, but it may be a record that the fans want to hear that I ain't said in, like, 22 years. And I'd be like, man, my mind be like, huh, da, 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 da. how about that? But boom, and I see it, and, I, and it click on. So Snoop, did you see the conversation when Glasses Malone was up here? About Tupac and Snoop Dogg? Yes, sir. He said from 92 to 96... Snoop was the biggest star in Pac, and it wasn't even close. You got to look at it like where Tupac was at. He was on Interscope, and they really wasn't pushing him and giving him that. His records was always dope. He always had the best records, the hottest songs. But if his label wasn't giving him the attention and the push that Death Row had, he wasn't looked at as big as me. But in my eyes, he was always big as me or bigger than me. He was out before me. I actually got him two Death Row records. Mm -hmm. Suge, go get cuz. He need to be with us. If you notice at the Source Awards, when we performed at that night, when Snoop said all that and Suge said all that, yep. it was a mannequin or a, a poster of Tupac in a cell. Everybody had a cell. Mm -hmm. Tupac's was in a cell, but he wasn't even on death row. He wasn't even the thought of our being on death row. That was me saying, I want Cud to be with us. I want New York to see that we got Cud back. Because we was hearing stories about things that was happening to him in jail. Mm -hmm. And we was like, we couldn't do nothing to help him. So I'm telling Suge, look, we need to go put Cuz on our team. So when Suge go make the deal happen to get him with us, I step and play the back seat. Death Row was mine. I moved out the way, told my little cousin Daz, hook Cuz up, give him all the beats she was going to give me. Dre give him California Love. California Love was Dr. Dre's song. We catered to Cuz because we love him. We was friends with Tupac. Suge didn't have no relationship with Tupac before Death Row. Really? He was my friend. Mm. Wow. Yeah, know that. Then they became friends because Suge was the boss and that's what Suge do. He treats you like a a king mm -hmm. and he gave him everything that he deserved it he didn't get when he was on Interscope and then he's watching everything that I got I got a Rolls Royce I got a penthouse I got a big house he's in the penitentiary he don't have none of this so when he get out me and him bonding we becoming best of friends and we even nobody's bigger than nobody I'm finna move out the way and let you come in and get all of yours I'm working on a dog father but dog father can wait if he look good we look good some people say the best and worst thing that happened to Pac was death row though it was Mm. It was because the influence. He didn't realize how much influence he had, but he was very influenced by. Or almost. Let me, you're holding your hands up a little too much, player. There you go. 
Oh, you want to give me some lotion? Yeah, I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> let you, I let know. you. Damn, nigga, you gave me the whole bottle. You know how they be online. You want to give a fuck about them talking about me online? Nigga, when you work hard, your hands is ass. I never knew a that had nothing to do with his hands. Didn't look like this. All right, we got more with Snoop. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Snoop, Charlamagne. It had to be tough to write one blood, though, one cause, because that was kind of about Nip, too, right? It took me a minute because I was still trying to um, translate his death, like mm. the massacre, like that. It really broke my heart. So it was like it was kind of hard trying to go in there and try to write something with a spirit of, you know, how do I celebrate him feeling like I'm feeling? How do I represent him in the light that's going to make the most sense. So it was like, what he stood for was was stopping the gang violence. So I wanted to make a record, first of all, giving him love and then showing what his spirit was about and then translating his spirit into a song that could be the reason that we should do it in his vein. It's to not kill and not bang and not ride on each other because if you're doing it, you're doing exactly what Nipsey don't want you to do. You compare Nipsey to Jesus. Yeah. Look at the impact that he had. You know what I'm saying? Like the same impact that Jesus had. Like a lot of people didn't know him, but they sure wanted to know about him once he passed away. All right. And then once they found out about him, they understood what his what his legacy was about. Now his legacy is living even bigger with him not being here. It's only been about four months. Have you found any purpose in his death? I don't really understand death, and I never did. You don't become numb to it, but it's like it's a feeling of, okay, all right, I guess what it's supposed to be and you know you try to look at why were they here what did they do when they was here and why did I know them and what am I supposed to take from their death and their life and that's what I do because like how was I close to Tupac how was Biggie my friend how was Nipsey my friend mm -hmm. and they all not here no more and I share special moments with them that I'll never speak about some personal things with us that may have been clashing may have been love but you'll never know about it. And I feel like God put them in my life for a reason. Mm -hmm. Because they were impactful in hip-hop. Just like I'm impactful. I feel like what I'm doing is what Biggie and Tupac and Nipsey definitely would be doing if they were alive. I want to ask you one more question about death. Because you have seen a lot of people around you pass away. And, you know, Nipsey always referred to himself as the Tupac of his generation. You knew both of them. So is that an accurate comparison? I think it's very accurate because the spirit that Nipsey had was the spirit Tupac had as far as like being up close and personal with the people and, and just trying to give back. I think Nipsey did what Tupac couldn't do. I think he was the extension. Like if you run in a 440 relay and you pass the baton, mm -hmm. I think the spirit of Tupac was Nipsey, like the seed that he planted. I think he said something about... I may not change the world, but I'll, spark the seed. I'll plant the seed that puts that, the spark in somebody who will. That quote right there is Nipsey. He's a spark. Now, I also see you're going to be on Angie Martinez's show, The Untold Stories of Hip Hop. Yeah. So, do you have a whole lot of untold stories that one day you Wait. feel like you might... Hold on, because Ja Rule hit me today. You ja might tell said, those stories? Ja Rule said, Envy, the show is dope, but Snoop stories? Wow. I what? can imagine. What? What? Well, we don't want to give it up, but... Yes, we do. All right, what? Well, <laughs> oh, no, you don't want to give up. Don't go ahead. You're scamming for saying it. Yes, we do. I'm, I'm not telling y'all nothing. Angie's my friend. Y'all my friends, too, so I'm not going to get in the middle of this mess. <laughs> but is there is there plans for you to tell a lot of those untold stories at some point? Yeah, yeah, with a Snoop Dogg life story. Mm -hmm. The biopic. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, from Vietnam to death row. That's what it's going to be called? Mm-hmm. Why, why from Vietnam to death row? Because my father was in Vietnam in 1968. And the life expectancy for a black male was 16.4 seconds. 
And he actually made it out of there. He got shot three times. He's a Purple Heart vet. And I was born in 1971. So with that being said, I wasn't supposed to get past Vietnam. Wow. Is that Death Row movie still happening after Straight Outta Compton? They kept saying we're doing a Death Row movie next. Uh, I never had nothing to do with that as far as the Death Row movie. I'm, they couldn't do it without you, though, I would imagine. I'm I'm worried about the Snoop Dogg life story because there's too many versions that's been out there that's mm-hmm. been, like, almost right, close mm-hmm. to it, similar. It's time for somebody to tell the story from the perspective of the eyes of the inside. Like, even with Suge Knight's side of it, like, they don't tell his story the right way. They always just show the bad things that he's doing. That ain't cool. That ain't fair. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even though he was, like, a monster at a certain point, but that's not fair. That's not all what he was about. Right. He was the one that sparked that Mother's Day thing and giving back to the community and, you know, us getting active in the community. He showed us that. We didn't know how to do that. And like I say, what the industry fails to realize, if it wasn't for him, half of you rappers wouldn't even have no label or have the control that y'all got right now because it was a pimp hole industry back before he came out. And usually you'd be the hoe because you was the rapper. And it happened to some of the greatest rappers ever, some of the biggest rappers ever. Mm-hmm. But when he came out, he helped shape a different look to where they had to look at a little bit differently. Like, oh, we can't treat him like that. Well, he may be like Suge Knight, or he may be like, well, we don't want to rub him wrong. Is he friends with Suge Knight? And then they start giving up better deals, and they start respecting the craft of we have to respect them. We can't just do them like we did the black artists in the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s. And that's, that's facts. When you and Suge spoke, did he have remorse for those times when you said he there was a period of time when things he did was like a monster? Did he show remorse for that? Did you guys have remorse for each other, for how you treated each other? I don't think he ever said, I'm sorry, because that ain't in his nature, but I know what he meant. Mm-hmm. Like, our conversation let me know we gravy. Like, I'll share this with you. Mm-hmm. When we spoke in the room one-on-one for the first time, that was kind of like... And where did y'all speak? In a hotel in Vegas. A hotel in Vegas. And it was spontaneous. It wasn't no plan. It was just like, he seen me, I seen him. It was like, what's happening? What's up? All right. Well, we need to holler. I will, yeah, we do need to holler. I'm leaving my security out here. I mean, you can go in the room and chop it up. We need to figure this out. We got understanding. We exchanged numbers. Started communicating. Then he got locked up. Still communicated with him. And we wanted to just tape the conversation just because I wanted to tape it. As soon as we get on the phone, this is what he say. Oh, you working out now? I tried to get you to work out years ago. You were, I saw, you know I wouldn't listen to you, cuz. I don't be listening to nobody telling me how to work out. Look into my, look at, let's listen to my tone. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think you buff now, huh? Oh, I'm, I ain't buff now. I'm just trying to live better now. Oh, that's good. I'm good. Uh, from there, we going to, his mother passed away. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm sorry about your mama. He like, man, that lady loved you. I loved her too, man. Your mama was a special woman, man. She loved you, man. She always, so that to me is like, saying that we're past that. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell me you sorry. We talking now. We at a point that we could never get to. And once we start communicating, we're going to have more fun conversation. Uh, remember when we was uh, hanging out and you did that? Remember when Pac did this? And remember when you told me to go get Pac? Yeah. Because remember, dog, you told me to go get him because I wasn't listening to him and you told... Right. See, this is humbling for me to hear him say this. Mm-hmm. I knew it. But I never was going to be like, oh, I'm the one that told him. No, you say it. Plus, what's understood don't need to be said between Hello. two people. Absolutely. I always wondered, did you think him and Dre would ever come to an understanding? Uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't happening. You said that fast. That ain't happening at all. Uh-uh. Did Dre say anything to you? Like, man, why do you even care about forgiveness with this guy? Dre know me. 
this is who I am. This is Snoop Dogg. This is the, this the Snoop Dogg he knew from day one. Like, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm for the people, man. I ain't for that mess. I'm trying to make love and make people happy. Like, to me, what I'm doing is going to get them to the point that they can talk. Mm -hmm. Because you got to be somebody got to take that first step to be like, it ain't that bad. Come on, cuz. It ain't that bad. All right, we got more with Snoop when we come back. Let's get to a Snoop mini mix. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. That was a Snoop Dogg mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Snoop Dogg is here. You smoke in every city, right? No matter where you at, no matter what town it is, the continent, the, the country, studio. the studio. I ain't smoked up here yet. Yes, you, yes, did. you, yes, you did. So I can smoke right today. now. Look at this. She's trying to stop me right now. <laughs> but like, we all got in trouble for that. <laughs> so that means right. don't, don't, and we don't want to get in trouble again. Before, before you came in here, they said, who going to tell Snoop no if he decides he wants to smoke? I didn't I'm, know we got in trouble until just now. And they I'm was like, different now, y'all. I'm grown. <laughs> I'm not the little kid that used to come up here and be in, I'm breaking the rules because I can't. I, I, think think I, like I think that was like last year. Snoop, I don't do that, Pen. I don't do nothing for me. You know they don't that tease me. I'm gonna get hot. <laughs> so where do you get your smoke from when you go to? You carry it with you, or you just have people in? See, I every... can't tell you that. Then I'm gonna get in man. trouble, man. You the police, uh, but I got my license, <laughs> and it means that I can move anywhere and all the time because I'm medical. You know, I'm sick, man. I need that. <laughs> <laughs> I want to ask you about sound sick. Uh, new booty. What's that song about? Oh, Let me right. tell you. Who y'all thought Charlie I was talking about? came in this morning with like, <laughs> he was so excited. So <laughs> who we thought I was talking about? Booty about men getting raped. I didn't that know what he said? I didn't know who you was talking about, but I was like, what, why did you want to write that? <laughs> he, said, he said this morning. He said, <laughs> well, let me, right let me tell you that. Because it's a real story. That does happen. It is, but the, the terminology new booty is a new square in jail. Mm -hmm. Like somebody that's going to jail for the first time. Mm-hmm and they've never been in that environment, and it's a new experience for them. So it's like you a new booty. It wasn't about me taking the booty, but that is a part of the process. If you come in there too hard, too tough, not knowing the circumstances, there are men in there that are designed to do that. Okay. That ain't coming home, that they looking at you as they girlfriend. Please, Johnson. Oh, boy. Please booty Johnson. was <laughs> more important than a drink of water. <laughs> I like booty. Boy, yeah, so. they going to cut that up on the internet. <laughs> <laughs> so that song is about somebody in particular. It's about a lot of people in particular. Mm -hmm. It's about entertainers. It's about athletes. It's about people who get successful and join a game. So you heard stories about dudes getting tossed up in jail, like entertainers. But at the end, because it's a guy screaming at the end of the record, saying, what the homies going to think about this? <laughs> it can happen, man. Because they, didn't they say Suge had booty warriors? They said Suge had dudes on deck that yeah, would. Ray J said that at one time. Yeah. I, I may, man. Look here. I'm talking about the great things he did. I don't know nothing about the bad <laughs> I told y'all about I'm not a part of the bad things. I'm Ray J was like, stop saying I use the word booty warrior. He said, said booty goons or booty, booty warriors? Goons. See, Ray, yeah. J, Ray J was with Defro at the time when, when I had left. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what the hell was going on. Like when I was there, it was just shooting. Yeah, I don't yeah know it was just shooting and slapping and kicking and <laughs> tying niggas <laughs> up. <laughs> Yeah, I got your mama over here. It's like, yo, mama, mama. No. <laughs> now, what was it? Time to mama. No, I'm just playing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like what? <laughs> Don't do it. It wasn't um, that bad. What does Coach Snoop think about the NFL and Jay Z and Rock Nation? Well, Coach Snoop don't know the intricacies of that. Mm -hmm. He don't know the dynamics of that. But what I would have loved to have seen was somebody really asking Roger Godell a question of. 
Why did y'all blackball Colin Kaepernick? I did ask him that. They I didn't it. hear it. They edited it. I didn't hear I'll it. I'll send you the audio, though. That ain't good. What was his answer? He said, we not blackballing Kaepernick. Any owner can sign Kaepernick whenever they want to. That ain't the answer I was looking for. You is blackballing him. Period. Ain't no in-betweens to that. They shut him down. That's why they settled with him. To me, I wouldn't have settled. Word. I'd have went all the way to the wheels fall off to where they would have had to give me a billion dollars. Then I would have settled. But other than that, it wouldn't have been about the money. It would have been about the cause and the stand for everything. And instead of Jay-Z, he should have been there. Like, let me be the one. So someone want pushing the cause. Let me actually be in the room with y'all to put in my input. Because I'm, I'm the one that started this awareness thing. Not to try to get credit, but just to give you my input on something that I created. I, I created the awareness for Didn't Stephen A. Smith say some teams reached out to him and tried to sign him? Yeah, he said he had a few offers from, like, the Seahawks, Prove the it. Ravens. Prove it. Yeah, and then they said, uh, I, I know they did ask him to be on that council. Not the one, the same council that Jay-Z had Malcolm Jenkins started a couple years ago, the Impact Chain. And, that, and now they clashing. You got you got certain NFL players that's clashing. But yeah. they don't like what's going on. Because it's, see, what, what people don't understand is, coming from hip-hop, we don't have no commissioner. We don't have no rules and regulations and structure. So now you're bringing in somebody who's from hip-hop and the drug world into y'all structure. It's going to be a problem if he don't get control. Because if he don't get control, everybody's going to start throwing rocks at Jay-Z. Like, oh, he ain't do nothing. Like they tried to do mm -hmm. in the beginning. Like, mm -hmm. why y'all going at him? He trying to help. Mm -hmm. But if he do get control... And the NFL is over because it's going to be some real black owners. That's right. Because we're getting smart now. I don't want to hear that minority ownership. Can a own a whole team? Because Floyd had the money. Oprah had the money. They tried to buy the Clippers. They froze them. Who tried to buy the Clippers? Floyd, Oprah. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of yeah. tried to buy the Clippers when that After owner, when yeah. the owner went bad. Blacks got their money together like, we want to buy this. They, no, you don't. Okay, how much money y'all got? Y'all not owning nothing. Even Michael Jordan, he don't own that team. Only reason I think he got that is because it was a black owner previously, Bob Johnson. That's the only. That's why. But I, do he own it? I thought. Yeah, he majority owner. I thought it was majority. What, what, what does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. I don't like that team. majority minority. Mm -hmm. Check this out. These clothes I got on, these motherfuckers is mine. <laughs> you know, majority owner. <laughs> I own these. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Give me no minority majority. What's, what does that mean? Now Jordan, no, he he definitely on the he on the Bobcast. Him though. and who else? I, I don't know. Because I seen Nelly with the rings that he was part owner. I seen. Yeah, Usher. Nelly is part owner. No, 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 Usher was Cavs. Usher with the Cavs. I'm yeah, with yeah. the Lakers. They still ain't gave me a goddamn ring, and I done way more than these <laughs> <than> did. <laughs> but I just don't understand why people choosing sides. We should want Jay Z to work, and we should want Cap to be on the team. Like, I don't see why people choosing sides. But that's the mentality of Willie Lynch. He broke us mentally with that mentality that where you have to pick and choose. You can't be together. Mm hmm. That's why we have to do things to break that mentality to be like, you know what? We embracing Jay-Z and we embracing the NFL. Now what? Because it was some that chasing me around all day yesterday. Little white dude with a little camera. Must have been hey, Snoop, what do you feel about Jay-Z and the uh, NFL thing? <laughs> I'm not answering. And he's, I showed up somewhere else. Hey, nigga, come again. Hey, Snoop, what's going on? <laughs> what do you feel about Jay-Z and the NFL thing? <laughs> you ask me that one more time, I'm going to hit you in the head with a football. F*** out my face. See, that's why you need booty guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, Snoop, we appreciate you for coming. And, and uh, Jordan owns 67% of the Bobcats. That's a lot. Somebody yeah. hit you with that? I just he looked Googled it up. 66. That ain't enough. <laughs> if that was THC, you'd be high as a mother. My THC got to be at least 80. <laughs> there you go. Well, Snoop, we appreciate you for joining us.
Hey, Charlamagne got a hit, that? man. You got that black man don't cheat, man. You got well, a hit song. That's the raw record. But I'm saying you own it, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You make it man. go. You make it go. As, I as, appreciate as that. Ask Charlamagne what his rap name was when he first started rapping. That what, don't was your, what was your rap name when you first started? Dizzy Van Winkle. Dizzy Van Winkle. <laughs> Sounds like new baby. That sounds like uh, Rob Van Winkle's little brother. And Rob Van Winkle is Vanilla Ice. Yeah, How do you oh, feel man. about that concept, black men don't cheat? It's cool. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I really embrace it. I love Good it. Answer. I love it. I love that concept because it's like somebody had to put it out there. You know what I'm saying? Tell the truth. Stop lying on us. Well, come truth. on. Exactly. It's just go. a concept. Especially us married men. Yeah, stop lying on there us. You go. Put it out there. Now, little black boys cheat. They do, but, but black men don't cheat. There nope. you go. Now, when I was a boy... Bitches ain't but holes and tricks. Hello. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's Snoop Dogg. <laughs> it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. You're donkey. Oh, donkey of the day goes to the man known throughout the world as Wendy Williams' husband, soon to be Wendy Williams' ex-wife, Calvin Hunter. His mm. government name is Calvin. They call him Kevin. Personally, I just thank God that I haven't had to call him in 10-plus years. Now, let the record show I love, value, and appreciate all black men out there. In fact, I love people, period. But it's only two people on this planet I don't give a damn about. And Kelvin Hunter is one of them. I don't have time to tell you all the backstory between me and that guy. You can go buy my New York Times best-selling book, Black Privilege, to get the origin story. Uh, in a nutshell... I worked with and sometimes lived with Kelvin Hunter and Wendy Williams. That period was about four years of my life, so I am very well-versed on the subject of Kelvin Hunter. Now, if you want to know why I don't rock with Kelvin Hunter anymore, I have told you all that we stopped communicating in February of 2010 because he got upset that his mistress, now baby mama, Sharina Hudson, a.k.a. Nikki, from Columbia, South Carolina, dropped one of Clues Bonds for the 803. He got upset because he thought I was trying to uh, hook his mistress up with my homeboy, Wax. Think about that. Big grown-ass married Negro from Brownsville, Brooklyn. Supposed to be some thorough-ass hood dude upset because he thinks I'm trying to hook his side chick up with my homeboy. Does that not make him a grade-A sucker? Mm. A clown of legendary proportions. Now, the reason I have uh, never had no smoke for Wendy is, number one, I feel sorry for her because she was an abused woman on various levels. And two, I know Kelvin didn't go to Wendy and say, yeah, we don't rock with Charlemagne anymore because he tried to hook his side chick up with my homeboy. So you just chalk that up to the game. Keep it moving. So after February of 2010, I stopped communicating with him and continued to live my life like it was golden. Never paid this dude any mind. Uh, but from the time I started doing the Breakfast Club and various times over the past nine years, any chance he's gotten to take a shot at me or kick my back in or block a bag or an opportunity, oh, he's took it. Envy, do you remember when uh, we first started the Breakfast Club nine years ago? Yes. Did Kevin Hunter not reach out to you? Yes, he did. What did he say? Uh, he said you were a uh, fake, a uh, backstabber, mm -hmm. disloyal, mm -hmm. a sucker. Uh, short and gay. Shut up. I knew you was going to add something. I just knew it. I told you what he said to me, right? What did he say to you? I ran into him and Wendy at an event, and it was before I even knew we were doing the breakfast club. Okay. I never told you this story? I don't remember. And I ran into them, and this is before we even had the breakfast club. This is when I had an offer to do a morning show in Philly. Okay. And he said, I heard you got an offer in Philly. They said, don't take that offer away from New York. And then he said, uh, watch out for Charlemagne, though, because he can't be trusted. And he is, what did they say? They said that you're, all you care about is yourself and that he'll stab you in the back. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, and that you're short and gay. Shut up! <laughs> See, I was waiting. See? I know it was coming. I knew it was coming. 
Anyway. Uh, and I said it's not that short. All of that is true, except for the gay part. Uh, and I, it was a producer who wanted to do a TV show with me once. Yeah, he wanted to do it through Dead Bar Mercury, which is the production company. Wendy's daytime talk show is syndicated through. Kev blocked that, but I knew that was going to happen. I remember once he called my cousin Dana, salute to my cousin Dana, to threaten me physically for no damn reason at all. What I'm trying to tell you is this man has actively tried to take my head off every chance he gets. But last year, it got really bad. See, if anyone wants to know why I really don't rock with Kelvin Hunter, look no further than an interview his former artist who lived with him all last year named Avion Foster did with Tasha K. Now, if you don't know who Avion is, he's a singer who used to be signed to Kelvin, and he claims he was sexually abused by Kelvin Hunter. His words, not mine. Let's listen. He came over and practically raped me. He came over 3 o'clock in the morning. I, I knew he was high. Come over like, <clears throat> pull back the covers. Now, I sleep naked, and I, and I used to stay in the condo in Fort Lee, New Jersey. Now, mind you, I just did the number two. I the just fuck? didn't, but he didn't care about that. He ate me, he <laughs> spit in me, and then put his in. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. And he in me in less than 30 seconds. And he, while he was stroking, he was like, yeah, this is Brownville's. Yeah, now, oh, I, now, don't bring Brooklyn into this, man. Now, I don't know. Shout out to Brownsville. I don't know if those <laughs> allegations are true or not, but if they are, just know Kelvin is really putting the brown in Brownsville if it is. And it doesn't last long at all. That's terrible. Listen, man. Nothing, nothing puts the brown in Brownsville like a doodle stained anus. Now, that's Avion Foster. Remember, uh, remember last year, last summer, when the narrative was being created that I was a rapist? A sexual predator, all based off an old charge that I had in 2001 of criminal sexual conduct, which I have always spoken about, wrote about it in my book, you know, uh, you know, never hid it from anybody, talked about this charge like I talked about all my other charges. Now, this charge was dismissed and expunged from my record simply because I took a DNA test and because the young woman didn't want to cooperate. If you take a DNA test and your DNA is not found in a woman's rape kit, then that's usually what happens. Your charges get dismissed. That was my case. But that didn't stop a narrative from being painted, especially when you couple that with old, inappropriate jokes that I made when I was younger on The Breakfast Club and take conversations about rape culture that I had on my podcast out of context. You put out of context. You put that with this young lady's side of the story. Easy to paint the narrative that Charlemagne is a rapist, especially in this era, in this Time's Up Me Too movement. You can vandalize someone's perception. You can do some damage to their business. And that's exactly, allegedly, what Kelvin Hunter tried to do to me. I, I knew this, but Avion Foster, who lived with Kelvin last year, confirmed it with Tasha K. Let's listen to that. Okay. Kelvin behind the whole thing because of some beef Nikki got with Charlemagne. Charlemagne don't even know what Nikki mad about. But when I was in Kevin's office, sitting between, sitting back and forth between me and him, just like this. Okay. I was like, oh, why are you doing this, man? He said, sometimes you just got to do something for the family, man. Now you're talking mm -hmm. about the allegations involving right. Charlemagne, Charlemagne yeah. that mm -hmm. reappeared yeah. uh, via media, yeah. okay, of him supposedly raping. Right, which okay. is totally false. They didn't know that I was there when Phil was calling. Who was Phil? Phil? Phil is Kev's assistant, somebody mm -hmm. who works with Kev. But I was I was there when I was on tour, on the Wendy tour, Kevin was right on the phone with this girl and her people. People mm. organizing the story. Now, my lawyer served Kelvin Hunter last summer and his publicist, Danny Astoria, because I was getting calls from blogs and other radio stations telling me Danny Astoria, who, who is their publicist, was calling around on behalf of Kelvin Hunter, trying to set up interviews for the young woman accusing me of rape. Let me tell you how dumb Kelvin is. I served Danny Astoria first, and the lawyer responded saying she represents Danny Astoria and Kelvin Hunter. 
A hit dog will holler, won't he? Then Kelvin's lawyer sent me a cease and desist telling me to stop talking about Kev. I hadn't even started talking about him yet, but I am talking now. And salute to Philip Jordan as well, a.k.a. Phil Gates. Phil, you allegedly were helping Kev with this. Phil is like 400 pounds. I think Kev promised him gastric bypass or lipo or something, but in typical Kelvin fashion, he didn't keep his word on that. He'd rather spend that money on his side chick. Bought her a Ferrari as a push present, but that car, according to the Daily Mail, got repossessed the day after Wendy announced the divorce. You know you can't afford those type of toys, Kev. All right, you could have gave that money to Phil to have his surgery. Instead of the repo man taking the Ferrari away, the doctors could have taken Phil's stomach away. But that is why we are here today. We are here to talk about this restaurant called the Karma Cafe where there are no menus. You get served what you deserve. And Kev, you deserve everything that's happening to you right now because you do understand everything that you attempt to do to someone has already been done to you. Let me repeat, whatever negative you are trying to do to someone has already been done to you. You were so busy trying to get me fired. And look, according to People Magazine, Wendy Williams' husband, soon to be ex-wife, Kelvin Hunter, is being fired as her manager and executive producer of the TV show amid this divorce scandal. Kelvin, you so busy trying to curse others that you ended up cursing yourself. Did you really think you could go around treating people the way you treat them and not suffer any consequences from the universe all these years? The sad part is you treat everybody like doo-doo, but the one person you treat like doo-doo that you should never treat like doo-doo is your soon-to-be ex-wife. Mm. Bro, you are nothing without her. I know it hurts when people walk up to y'all and say, we love you, Wendy Williams, and you don't hear them say Wendy Williams Hunter, but nobody cares about no damn hunters. Hunting season is over, all right? Do you think people give a damn if Wendy's last name is Hunter? You should have took the last name Williams, all right? If you think people didn't respect you when you was with, was with Wendy, how do you think they're going to feel about you now? Okay? All the more reason you should have been kissing Wendy's feet and not Sharina Hudson's ass. Okay? This is why from now on, Kelvin Hunter from Brownsville will be known as Doodoo Brown. Okay? Listen. Listen. Not because of the gay allegations from Avion Foster. I don't weaponize gayness because gayness is not to be weaponized. If he's allegedly bisexual, that's his business. I don't give a damn. We call him Doodoo Brown because he's always doing way too much. All right, I introduced you to Serena Hudson back in the day. I don't remember the year. And in typical Kelvin Hunter fashion, he started doing too much. Made Serena 12 years a side chick, using his allowance that he gets from Wendy to help her live the lavish life. Had a baby with her. And that ultimately cost you your marriage and every valuable, genuine relationship that you had in your life. You threw it all away for a woman that wasn't your wife. If you are not the epitome of doing too much, I don't know what is. And it's only a matter of time before Serena leaves you. Oh, don't think she's staying around. Wendy not taking care of y'all no more. Okay, whatever you get from Wendy, Serena gonna get a bunch of that in child support. Oh, wait for it. It's coming. All right, same thing you did to Wendy, Serena gonna do to you with another man. Guaranteed. But I just want to say, Kelvin, I wish you the best. I really do. He's a hurt person, and hurt people hurt people. Kelvin needs healing, and we all know if you don't heal what hurts you, you'll bleed on people who didn't cut you. All you do is bleed on people who have never cut you. Wendy didn't cut you, you bled on her. Charlemagne didn't cut you, you bled on me. Avion, well, if what he says is true, y'all cut each other and there probably was blood. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I pray that you find some healing and this is not the legacy you leave for your son or your daughter. Sir, get on your knees and repent for your sins. Get your soul right. Go to therapy. I saw your lame-ass apology yesterday that you didn't write, but understand that the best apology will always be changed behavior. And I just don't see you changing, but I hope for the sake of your kids... You do. My brothers out there, do right by your wives. 
especially when your wife is the primary breadwinner. Guys, this is yet another example of no good coming to a man because he didn't do right by his wife. Black men don't cheat, and it's very important to note that Kelvin Hunter, a.k.a. Doodoo Brown, was raised in Brownsville, but he was born in Canada, okay? The moral of the story is, Kelvin, never bite the hand that feeds your side chick. Please let Remy Ma give Kelvin Hunter the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker! are you dumb? Breaking, wow. Breaking news, too. Wow. What? It's just in. That what? was an extended dunk. When it rains, it pours. What happened? What, what, what? <sighs> Allegedly. Okay. The man accusing Kelvin Hunter of sexual assault. Avion Foster is pregnant. I don't know if this Shut is true. Up, Shut up, man. Shut up. I don't know if this is true. Shut up. Shut up. I don't know if this is true. It just came across the wire. You're guy. stupid. He it just came across the That's wire. That's not true. He originally, he, he's really born in, in Toronto? Black no, men don't cheat. Canada. Canada? Only, uh, Canadian black men don't count. He was born in, I don't know if he was born in Toronto. You just made that. No, I didn't. I saw that on somewhere. Oh, uh, same source I got from uh, Avion Foster being pregnant. No. He's he stupid, he man. He pulled out. By Kelvin Hunt. <laughs> he pulled out. Definitely. Oh, gosh. One time for Doodoo Brown, though. When you see him in the street, say, what's up, Doodoo Brown? Doodoo Brown! Hey! Hey! Doing too much from Brownsville. All right. Keep it locked. We have more coming up next. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building, Monica. <laughs> Why you got you, you, your ankle still hurt? Actually, my feet hurt a lot today. Okay. It's no joke, though. I got three screws in one foot. Damn. I'm just coming out of the boot real good. I was in the, I was in the hospital, what, eight days? Wow. Yeah. Ankle surgery. Mm -hmm. No, I had a double bunionectomy where they removed the bone out of both feet. Oh, yeah. why are you saying it was and ankle surgery? And it's hereditary. It's not elective. So you didn't fall? You didn't hurt it? Uh, or something like that? It was no, just... I've, been, I've been trying to ignore that thing for mm -hmm. the longest because mm -hmm. it take you out of work. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm not really with being taken out of work. Mm -hmm. That means no check. Right? Yeah. And you're spending money because you're in the hospital. So, nah, this wasn't something I could put off any longer. It was mm -hmm. to the point where when I come off stage, sometimes they have to, like, have a seat there and bring me other shoes, and it was just getting to be ridiculous. I was going to have my this, the, my corn surgically removed. But, but that doesn't hurt, though. Right? Yes, it does, because they got to cut you open and shave the bone. No, I'm saying the coins, they're just ugly. They don't oh, hurt. Oh, no, they hurt. Hell really? yeah. What? Because they rub against your shoe? Maybe get a bigger shoe size, man. Man, even when you do that, Friction. it still hurt. I had terrible corns. But Friction is never good. Man. That, that sounds like a fire. So I just had them shaved off, so I was good. Okay, yeah, see, this is totally different. <laughs> so they take a piece out. <laughs> yeah. They take a piece out. And, and it's not something you can see from looking at the foot. And you almost had a stroke during the surgery? No, that happened because I I, I have high blood pressure. Mm -hmm. And so I hadn't been maintaining it the way I was supposed to. And so when they put me under, that's when all of that started happening. Because mm -hmm. you know your body responds differently once you sleep. Mm -hmm. So when they cut into the first foot, that's when my top numbers started rising. And that's what creates stroke. Well, you got high blood pressure. Who getting on your nerves, Mo? Where you want me to start? <laughs> <laughs> you got grown kids. Yeah. Where, where you want me to start? But that's hereditary, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone, all four of my grandparents, both of my parents, mama and daddy, it's hereditary. People think if you're not 300 pounds, it's not possible. Mm -hmm. They look at me and like, how you get that? Well, how you eat, in, in addition to the fact that it's hereditary, and then I still live in Georgia. What's like, living in Georgia have to do with it? Everything. Like dealing with like racism, kind of? To give you high blood pressure. Oh, the food. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I was there. <laughs> hey, no yes. more. I was in Hawkinsville yesterday. <laughs> he said racism. <laughs> I'm looking <laughs> at this. <laughs> 
<laughs> like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> now I just said outside he was smart. He <laughs> fed it up. <laughs> I forgot. I'm tired. I just got back from Georgia yesterday. You know what they gave me for lunch? What? Fried chicken. Yes. Macaroni yes. and cheese. Some dressing. Yes. Um, and collard greens <laughs> and some thin bread toast. I was like, God damn! Yes. I had to eat because it was somebody's auntie. <laughs> no, you wanted to eat it because yes, it did. looked that good. Lord, Period. I had to kind of like acclimate myself to just control. Mm-hmm. And then, too, I had to learn to, I just started, um, like, having massages, facials, go somewhere by myself. This all just started over the last year. Really? I never did that before. Ever. Really? really? No. He can't even believe I don't have a nanny. I don't, but, none yo, of she that stuff. She got a bunch of kids. She travel <laughs> everywhere, go to the games. Take them. I'm like, you do it by yourself? Just take them to school? Yo, your kids ain't little, though. My kids are little. Five is little. Oh, you got a five-year-old. Damn. Yeah, my daughter's five. Mm-hmm. And um, she is like, it's Shannon's face, but she acts just like me. Mm-hmm. It's scary. That means she's going to have her gun license by 12. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> you don't start early this morning now. You know now you know, you know how I get down. What Monique say, call you by your first name here? Lenard. That was Lenard. 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 Not this morning. Okay? So, but And then I have my 14-year-old. Rocco is 14. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my wild child, he's 11. Mm-hmm. Starting tackle football and all this other stuff. He's the one that you have to keep both eyes on. Literally. Romello is the busiest. He's But he is the, the one that enjoys trying all things new. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I got, you know, I just got to do what I got to do. My mom is a help. And when you grow up in the South, you see women do what I'm doing. That's a that's another learned behavior. Like my grandmother did everything for all of us. I don't think we had fast food until she was older, like sickly, mm-hmm. you know? Like we really grew up seeing it that way. So that's all I knew. You do too much. Not only that, you, you got your own label now, so you got to run your own label. Yeah. That's added stress. That's added stress. Added stress, yeah. Because every day I'm getting these alerts where the funds are depleting as I pay for things as we move around. But maybe you want to be indie after all these years. You know what? I was on that one contract the whole time. Wow. Yeah, people thought it was like, you know, the labels were changing. So when you see it says Rowdy, then it says Arista, then it says Jay, mm-hmm. people don't realize that still was all the contract. transitions of the company, not, not me. Mm-hmm. You know, I wasn't leaving. I was there the whole time. So when it ran out, I just pretty much said, let's try something different. You know who gave me a lot of insight on what it would be like? Ooh. And she lives an incredible life because of it is Anita Baker. Wow. Mm-hmm. She broke it down, numbers to the, I'm talking about every bit of the science of being independent. And she's like, you know, they say what they want about me. I, I clear these millions and go home. But there is a, a, a part of the stages of starting it that's completely different. Mm-hmm. You know, putting the record out, I was just like, what? Did we, we pay for that? I thought they just was going to do that because I've been around forever. Nope. No, you pay for every step of it, every stage of it. You got to pay for videos, ads, you got to pay for ads, radio, video, radio everything. That. People think it just happens. Mm-mm. It does not just happen. And don't, let's not get into features. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people. But people do stuff for you, you, Monica. I'm sure they do stuff for you for free. You still got to clear them. Okay. And if they're signed to somebody else, they have nothing to do with that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's not fees. Nobody's like charging me fees or anything. But it's like when it's time to clear it and put it out, then when you shoot your video, you got to take care, good care of them. You know, same thing I will require. Hair, makeup, your clothes, your flights, your crew, your food, your rider, all that. But you got a number me. one single. Congratulations. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Commitment. 
Second week in a row. Wow. Yeah. How did you feel when you got that number one as an independent artist? It, That's it, different. It, it, it was way different. It mm -hmm. was it was as huge to me as being 13 years old and a record go number one and you coming from somewhere where they telling you like, oh, that's impossible. You should do something else. You're not going to make it doing that. Mm -hmm. You know, this feels like that. This feels like that all over again. All right, we got more with Monica. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Monica. Now, let's talk about commitment. Commitment is one of those records. It's a lot of feeling and commitment. Yes. A true yes. record? Yes. Comm absolutely. I'm a girl that likes being committed. I enjoy being with one person. You know what I'm saying? That's how I'm able to... You know how some people are like, oh, God, you again. That's not That's not me. I really enjoy being with one person. I really don't have the patience for multiple people. That's what I was just telling this girl earlier. Like, I don't know what dating even is. Because for real, for real, I, if I like somebody, they're really the only person that I want to interact with. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to... You know how some people say mm -hmm. it's important that you get out and you mix with, you know, several people, see what you like? Listen, I already know what the hell I like. Mm -hmm. And I know when I don't like it, you know? So it's like if it's somebody that I meet, I enjoy being committed to one person. Mm -hmm. And that's all the song was about because we were talking about in the studio how now it's so casual. You know what I'm saying? So how did, how did uh, Shannon Brown that up? <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I've, I've, I've sat in this room a couple of times. And I said, I don't know what he's doing, but he need to be on his knees begging Monica to get back to him. Get back to him. <laughs> Only because we look at you what? in that light, like you a you a fly woman. Like, well, I appreciate that. I mean, I feel like we were married what almost nine years, mm -hmm. and I think life changes really got the best of both of us at times. You know, I take accountability for what my party is. I'm a very um, outspoken woman. You know. And I'm learning how to be more of a listener, mm -hmm. you know, than just speaking what I feel. Because he also went through a lot of different life changes. You know, he survived a major car accident. Mm -hmm. But that also changed the course of, you know, what's happening career-wise. So he playing in Big Three, doing other stuff. And I think that it took a toll because I probably didn't have enough around us mm -hmm. to help us just facilitate what needed to happen. But... You know, it is what it is. Divorce has not been easy. But one thing about me, I'm going to respect him to the death, though. I don't hate him. Right. I think there's a difference when you walk away from something and you real mad. You yeah, know what I'm saying? I, I, was, I, I mean, I know it wasn't no infidelity because black men don't cheat. So I figured That's that That's a damn lie. I don't even know why y'all keep this going. That's just foolish. What? Not the Shannon part. The black men don't what cheat part. Doing, it's just foolish. What are you doing, man? What, what is Sometimes him? You know when to tap out, Listen, man. him and Duval both are out of control with this whole are. black men don't cheat thing. Mm -hmm. We do. Because I've never dated no other race. So you really don't want me to get in on this black those, man those don't cheat Those are black grown thing. boys. Us black men. Oh, so you're saying men there don't. There you go. Yeah. Oh, that's a quick flip. You should You should. You should, you should definitely write songs. You should. You, you fix that quick before my auntie neck and shit start coming out. You fix that real fast. Now, now, with him leaving the league, did that affect when he got injured? Because if you do something since you were five years old, play basketball. Yeah, yeah. And now all of a sudden you can't. That had to have an effect on the relationship, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, any, I mean, you, you got to factor all of that in. You know what I'm saying? And then when you got children, we're not just working for ourselves. Right. You know, he and I both are working to make sure that they have everything that they need. Mm -hmm. And you establish a lifestyle for them. You don't want that to ever have to change. So, of course.
How do you know when it's over, though? Because I'm thinking about it from the perspective of a married man. Like, how yeah. do you know when it's over? Like, you know what? Like, we can't even just go into the other room and then talk about this later. Like, it's done, done. I don't think you ever get to a point where you understand that that is the case. I think actions start to show mm-hmm. that it, that that, it, that it's come to an end more than anything to me. But I do remember feeling like, why can't we get along? Why mm-hmm. can't we figure this one situation in particular out? Why is that repetitively happening? That is what stood out more to me than anything else because I definitely feel like that'll always be somebody that I love. Mm-hmm. And see, to me, it's weird when I see people, they spend all these years together, and then when they're apart, everything that comes out of your mouth is negative. Yeah, I just don't feel like that about Shannon. I think people are waiting for this moment where, what's she going to say? What's going to happen? It was the same thing being on TV at the same time. I'm like, I honestly don't feel like that, you know? And I feel like we do our kids an injustice when you're running around talking about the person mm-hmm. that is a part of them even walking the earth. Like, that's crazy to me. Mm-hmm. So my whole way of looking at stuff is so different than most people, but I think what happens is when you realize you, you're not finding a way to work through things, that's more what happened mm-hmm. than anything else. The hardest part got to be the five-year-old, your daughter, the co-parenting, right? Um, No, the hard part is with all three of them. Mm. He's been in their lives since they were, what, three and five? Mm-hmm if not younger than that, you know, so it's hard with every single one of them. There's no difference because biologically they aren't related to him. Mm-hmm. They've been in a home with this man nine years. When they started picking up footballs and basketballs, mm-hmm. he was teaching them that stuff. You know, they also have a father who plays a major part, but it's like at the end of the day, every day they woke up, they woke up with this person. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult with all of them. There's no difference just because she's biologically his. Now how how is that for you? You you got a, a couple of young men that you're raising that I'm sure into girls now. That's right. Yes. I'm sure going out now. A couple of good young black men who don't cheat. <sighs> oh, so how are you dealing with that? You know, they're bringing them young girls around the house and all that. She, as Monica pulls Charlamagne's mic away from him. <laughs> now how is that? It's been amazing. <laughs> no, it's, it's it's been cool. I, I tell you what did, there have been a lot of positives in the mm-hmm. negative. One thing it forced everybody to do is to talk. And what's dope is that my son's straight up been asking questions. They want to know about everything. Mm-hmm. Okay, so my... About sex? Well, I don't hide real life, streets, music, sex, nothing from my kids I don't hide my kids from it in any way. I teach them. Mm-hmm. I tell them the truth. I use it as teachable moments. It's hard for fathers to have, like, I got three girls, so it's hard for me to have Ooh. those, yeah, it's hard for me to have those conversations Ooh. with, but well, that's when I used to, I was a hoe in a past life, so. Because <laughs> I've grown. Before because, the black men don't I, cheat. When I was a black boy. God bless your hoe. wife. But God as a black man, her. that doesn't cheat, you know, those three girls, it's hard to have those conversations with them about, like, sex and stuff. Like, my girls is 11 and 3. You got to teach about guys like you who, who, don't take guys like me as if you've been Mr. Clean your whole life. I've changed. You want to Google? I've changed. Oh, oh please. <laughs> Not Google. Not, Not Google. Google. But I have that conversation Not early because I know there's creeps out there and I know, I know what they do. So yeah. I try to show them who the bad guys are and what to look for. I, I try to do as I wasn't possible. a bad guy. I was just a man. Oh, we were all just men. We were dogs. Yeah. You got from a crackhead, bro. I was selling crack. That's a damn. Oh, that's a <laughs> No, 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 because you know my history for real, for real, and no, 
No. That was some bartering. And not one time. No. That's what it was once, maybe twice. It was a bartering. <laughs> no. No. Uh-uh. Because. Yeah. Because. No. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. Nope. All right. When we come back, we got more with Monica. But let's get into a Monica mini mix. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. That was a Monica mini mix. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. And we're still kicking it with Monica. Charlemagne? Do you think Monica uh, gets the respect she deserves in the game? Uh, you know what I can appreciate? When I'm present, I do. Mm-hmm. And that means more to me. People still treat me with a certain amount of respect that I can appreciate. When it comes to the music, absolutely not. I've always been the underdog in that sense. Um, it is very easy to for people to dismiss things that I did at 12, 13, 14, 15. If you listen to Why I Love You So Much, mm. I sang that at 12. Mm-hmm. What? At 12. If you can't respect that, I don't get it. You were 12? 12. 12. God damn. 12. I turned 13 when Just One of Them Days dropped, and by the time the album dropped, they had to pull Just One of Them Days off the shelves. We were almost the three million singles sold. You remember them days mm-hmm. where people had a cassette yeah. and the vinyls that actually buy it? And so they had to pull it off the shelves because the concern with um, at Rowdy and Arista at the time, you know, Dallas is the one that signed me. Mm-hmm. And it couldn't have been anybody better to have signed me at that age because he treated me as his daughter. It was just... He never made me feel like if she not selling records, she not important. Mm. It was always about, listen, are you okay? Is this too much? You don't have to do this. Everything about who you are is great. Don't let them tell you different. If I'm not present to say it for you, you say it yourself. Mm. And so that outspokenness is actually why they titled the first album Miss Thing. So when he pulled the single off the shelves, it was because they were getting ready to release Miss Thing, and they didn't want people to just keep buying the single and not buy the album. So what happened was I turned 14 right after the album dropped. But those songs were recorded when I was 12, 13 Mm. years old. I gave up my whole childhood and never even complained about it. You've never heard me sit somewhere like, if I could have just done this, I'd be Mm -hmm. a better person. Nah, I'm who I'm supposed to be because I did what I was supposed to do. And you ain't go crazy either. You got all the child thoughts that went crazy. crazy. Yeah. I didn't go crazy. And my personal life was crazy enough for me to have been crazy. But because of the people that were around me and the fact that I never saw the need to step outside of who I was to try and sell records. And I've just comfortably been in this position forever, like, because I know what I've done. But when they when I when I found out I was pregnant with my second son, they like it's over now. You you. You've done a great job. Wow. We all love you. It's like they just put you out the past. <laughs> yeah, they like, out. yeah. And so I was just like quietly rocking my baby, thinking of what I wanted to do because I've always been told what I couldn't do and defied those odds. So mm-hmm. it didn't break me. You know, I'm sure most people would have been in depression, mm-hmm. but I was at home chilling, prepping, still standing, which ended up being a huge record for me. And people got to respect the music when they come to your shows, though. Like, because it's like you got to be at least... 20 songs deep on a show easily. <laughs> yeah, easy. I do 60 minutes. Why I minutes. love you so easy. much. Easy. Uh, Why I love you so much. Angel of mine. Don't take it personal. Better. So uh, gone. Still standing. So gone. Everything to me. Mm-hmm. For you, I will. For you, I Woo-hoo. will. Um, I've been doing for you, I will uh, lately. I, I, for a while, I was doing it for Nipsey and Lauren. Mm. And we would just take a minute. Just mm-hmm. take like a quiet prayer break. Put the lights up for a second. You know, it, it just... 
songs have marked times in my life, mm -hmm. but now the lyrics all mean something different. Well, Monica got to go. Yeah, and we need to do a Monica mix this morning. We, we got we got all And you seconds. and Duval need to drop this black men don't cheat Why? foolishness unless you're going to hold seminars we and figure are. out who the men are, separate them for these women so that they know where to date, who to date, who to meet. Because right now, you guys are just <laughs> aimlessly moving in your movement. Mm. <laughs> you need some councils. You need some boards set up. You know what I'm saying? We got the Faithful Black Men Association. It's just about changing the narrative. <laughs> Look how I'm looking at you. <laughs> we do. We have a Faithful Black Male Association. You want to see my card? Let me show you my card. Hold on. Mm -mm. That card looks you so You ain't know Chick-fil-A was open on Sundays. It is with that card. What did it say? Faithful Black Men. Association. Exclusive members card. Yes. And you say that what? gets you into Chick-fil-A on Sundays? Yes. This card represents current membership in the Congregation of Faithful Black Men. Yes, ma'am. Serving, protecting, and honoring who, though? All women. Why don't say that? Because <laughs> that's something that we know. That's written in our heart. No, hell no. That's I, written it, in our heart, It would have to be card. on this card because the rest of this ain't even in English. Well, that's the barcode. <laughs> no, this say fittus or katis. What is that? That means faithful in um, whatever language that is. <laughs> No, for real, it do. It do mean faithful. You, you see, but you see how that left too much room for your own interpretation. This is, I'm going to tell you and Duval this one time and one time only. Mm -mm -mm. Organize. Yes. Your administration. Yes. Okay. I agree. First things first. Get all the men, men. Yes. Together. Yes. That that needs to happen. We meet up on Sundays. Where? Church. Church where? It's the secret church. I can't. I'm saying too much. <laughs> Church like Cheetah Church? No, it ain't no Like Magic church. City Church? I, I ain't cheated in four years. Is that supposed to be a celebration? Yes. <laughs> Listen, if I was so if I was so Wait, how long have you been married, though? Um... Listen, we're talking about particulars. <laughs> yeah, we're talking oh. particulars. Oh. I, 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 see, how long you been you, but you see what oh. happened? You see what happened? They want to talk particulars <laughs> no. with me, but they don't want me to talk particulars <laughs> with them. This the problem right here. You take this damn card and you put it no. where the sun don't shine because you ain't but, figured out what's happening in this administration. No, I've been, been, been with my girl for 22 years. We've been married. For, we've been married for five. I think Monica just passed out. Monica I just died. Oh, we've been together since we've been kids. Listen, I'm going to say this to Mrs. Charlemagne. And I'll she, pistol she whip him for too. you. <laughs> okay? I will take him out back right now for you. But she did her dirt what? too. We grown together. You know, I just grew up a little later. You know men mature fat, later than women. But now... Faithful black man. You want to hear a story? Wouldn't even think please. about it. Please. No, do you want to hear a story? Please tell I got me. Stories too. Please tell Don't me. Don't act like story. you ain't got no stories. Please, please tell this me. This nigga here acting like he just been Mr. Clean his whole life. That. But I'm just, I'm shut up. As I know a beige men don't cheat. Look, he said he knows when to be quiet. Oh. I know when to be quiet. That's. But we change. That, you know what? That's that's key in a successful marriage. That is true. Sometimes being quiet is winning the argument. Yeah, sometimes being quiet. Wait, is there a winner and loser in an argument? Goddamn right. No, because no, if, you try, if, you, if you're trying to win or lose, then you know you're really yeah, not having a Yeah, if you're trying to win or lose, that's then... That's the problem. It was yeah. a conversation. Yep. Conversation, conversations are good, yep. and I'm going to say this flat out, period, point blank, and Black no, no we didn't go... Oh, I thought my bad. Char I thought you were about to say it. I'm sorry. I'm trying to keep my hands to myself. They... <laughs> listen, counseling is good. Yes. Go to counseling. Mm -hmm. Please. I went as a kid. And it was probably one of the best things that my mom could have ever done for us. Mm. When when she divorced my dad, we went to counseling, and it was it, it was the best thing that could have happened. I go to therapy once a week. You need to. Yeah. <laughs> you need to. Well, ladies and gentlemen, Monica, we appreciate you joining us. You remember I had to call you 
He's so inappropriate. His wife is a that was special 10 years person. ago, Mo. It wasn't no damn 10 years ago. Seven, it was definitely on the eight. show. It, it was, was like, like six or seven. I, I called Lala and was like, hey, what's Charlemagne on? What did true. you say? I don't remember. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. He a liar. I am. Yes, but he I is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to relive that old me. Like, <laughs> that's behind me. Not going to bring me back there, Satan. All right. All right. <laughs> he makes me. You know what? But, but what's scary is I actually love Charlemagne. It's so weird. Oh, have I not grown? Come on now. No. Lord, no, I, hear, I, I listen to you all the time. No, you have not. Let me tell you. You've just grown more. What you've done is you've learned how to do it. So swiftly that most people sitting in this chair don't know what happens to them. I just don't let you get past me. I came in here with my work boots on. Like, for, um, yeah, yeah, I'm waiting on Charlamagne. Well, let me tell you, one time I used to have a mattress over Shut there. up, man. I, and it was my, you know, that I was worked, 10 years ago. Okay, I'm about to tell my envy story. Yeah, then. Let's it. go. It. I got Look, you said forget it. Let me tell you. Okay. And you ain't got a story as bad as this. Yes, I do. All right, you're right. <laughs> Let me stop. His wife, his wife <laughs> put it out. His Monica, wife, wait, wait. It's the Breakfast wait. Club. Good morning. <laughs> morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Believe us on a positive note. Listen, the positive note is this, man. If you find a path with no obstacles, it probably doesn't lead anywhere. Breakfast Club, bitches. Y'all finished or y'all done?